Okay, so this is strictly going on my Spotify. All right, so let's get into it. Talk radio live in 4K. I told him, you know, told him that I was 13. I told him why I was there, um, and and he basically said, "Well, you'll do. You know, I'm sure that you'll you'll fit pretty nicely here." And then he he tried to uh, basically uh, slip himself inside of me, and I, I pushed him away. And I said, "You know, I'm I'm," because at that point in time, I still believed that there was models, and then there was the girls that did that. Like I thought there was a separation, so. Um, you know, I, I told him that I wasn't interested in that, but he said that I would do. I don't know. There was something about him that um, I guess I kind of um, held him, uh, like I held a lot of resentment towards him. By that time that that happened, I, I kind of already started catching on that maybe I wasn't there for modeling and maybe I was just getting used for things, and I felt that I kind of held him responsible. The first time that I met Donald Trump, uh, was at uh, a party at Jeffrey Epstein's um, mansion. Uh, we were, he was, there was a, um, an orgy going on and he was kind of watching off in the distance. Um, and, <clears throat> and he basically asked um, if I could come over and give him um, give him a hand job and at first I wasn't very comfortable with it this was like my first or second you know first party and I I didn't you know I, I didn't think that that was my responsibility uh, but my recruiter told me that I needed to do it um, so I agreed to and um, then he you know I said I said began to <clears throat> sorry this is um, a little difficult but um, before I gave him a hand job, he kind of slapped my hand away and said, um, you need to use a glove. And the recruiter ran over and handed me a glove and said, no one touches Mr. Trump's penis without a glove. So I needed to use a glove. I um, gave him a hand job. And then um, immediately after you know, he had an orgasm, he left. And I didn't see him again at that party. And unprotected sex, et cetera. So, and you know, he's, a, he's, a, he's germaphobe. I mean, Donald Trump wouldn't shake your hand. He does he, now because he has to as a, as a candidate or a president. But back in the, in the 70s and 80s, if he went to shake Donald Trump's hand, he would pull it back. Mm. He wouldn't, and he would always have the hand wash with him, you know, to wash his hands. 
Donald Trump knew that I was 13 um, because uh, the first the first night that I was there, uh, Tiffany actually suggested that you know, she had a whole bunch of different wigs, and I expressed interest in them. You know, I always told her that I would lo love to walk around with blue hair, and so I tried some on, and um, there was a blonde wig that 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 she said that looked great on me. So I wore that wig, um, and Donald Trump had specifically asked about me because I remind him of his daughter and she said well she's 13 as well so he knew the first time that he saw me but he took a liking to me because I look like his daughter that is nasty that is, I mean, look, I, I've even seen there have been uh, pictures. You could look at them online with him and Ivanka, and it's really, really, you know, it's really questionable about Donald Trump and his relations with his, with his, with his daughter. It's really sick. There wasn't, out of all the girls that were there with me, I never, I've. Most of them were 13, 14. I think the oldest one might have been 16, just but just turned 16. I mean, she'd been there for a while. Second time that I saw Mr. Trump um, was same scenario. He was uh, on looking some, at an orgy, and uh, Tiffany came over to me and, and said that Donald, Donald Trump had requested that I perform oral sex on him. Um, and, and never, I'd never done something like that with anybody, so I was a little nervous. Um, so I walked up to him, uh, and he was standing, standing there very proud, like, and I just kind of moved in that direction, and he kind of slapped me away and said, what are you doing, you know? You need to put a condom on, like I was some, like, dirty filth or something without a condom. Uh, Tiffany ran over um, and handed him a con you know, me a condom and apologized, you know, profusely and said that would never happen again. Um, that that and she looked at me and, and scolded me basically like a child and said that, you know, that's not how you know Donald Trump always, you know, anytime you t touch his penis, it needs to have a condom on or, or a glove, you know, you oh, and especially when it comes to performing oral sex. So um, I apologized and then um, I performed oral sex on him. So again, once he was done, he hopped up, and that's the last I saw of him at that party. It's like once he's done, he's out. <laughs> so, um, the only time that um, that he tried to give me some money was the last our last encounter together, um, where he acted out a rape fantasy. Um, it just. Uh, I was forced to. I was forced to give that money back because uh, Jeffrey Epstein paid us um, after the party. So. But he just gave me the money. I, I don't even know why he gave it to me. Maybe to make me feel more cheap, but. It was um, it was a pretty I, I it was a rape fantasy to him, but I I wasn't playing. So uh, there was a lot of comments um, towards 
Mr. Epstein about you know being Jewish, um, and you know, called him a Jew bastard. You know, so that he was cheap. And there were some words I didn't even understand. Something about um, his his pe you know the shape of his penis. Um, being directly related to his mole, or I mean, I'm I'm not too familiar with the Jew, you know, the Jewish traditions. So, and uh, we were to report to Mr. Epstein and <clears throat> basically tell him everything that happened, uh, with who, um, what they liked, what they disliked, if there was any requests, if there was any um, talk about anything. Uh, that's what you know, we told Mr. Epstein everything. And then he paid us, and then we got to go home. It's not just Virginia Roberts saying the same things as Katie Johnson. In 2018, Stormy Daniels also said Trump told her that she reminded him of his daughter before sex. And Trump's lawyer at the time, Michael Cohen, admitted that they paid Stormy Daniels $130,000 to try and shut her up. I was involved in several of these um, catch and kill episodes. He asked me to pay off an adult film star with whom he had an affair. He was concerned with the effect that it had had uh, on the campaign. He had told me that he had spoken to a couple of friends and it's 130000 It's not a lot of money and we should do it. Harvey, he liked Trump. Michael liked Trump, but he don't like him enough to go through that time for him. He ain't from the neighborhood. And that's the big question. How much time could Michael Cohen face? Since we were quoting I'm a hustler, I'm going to go ahead and put it on again. The big issue here is the Bank Fraud Act, which could carry up to 30 years in prison for Cohen. That's a lot of pressure. I have to agree with 50. Cohen likes Trump, but not enough to do 30 years for him. He flipped and got a deal where he only has to serve three years in a luxurious Jewish prison in New York, where he has all the food he wants, synagogue services, and he's surrounded by his fellow Jewish mobsters, so he has no fear for his safety, as most prisoners would. You know, when you think of prison, you get pictures okay. in your mind of all those old movies with rows and rows. Michael Cohen, the minute he hears about this uh, Trump situation, he should have bailed. But I, I don't get it. I'm trying to think Trump is some sort of satanic high priest. I really do think about that because there's an article talking about MAGA and MAGA is the title uh, a, a title that is the very highest title within Satanism. And I think maybe he's some sort of satanic high priest. I really do think that. I, I'm starting to, I think that. Because there's no other way to see how people are just Google-eyeing over Trump and letting him get away with what he wants. Let him do whatever he wants. ...of guys behind bars. But it wasn't like that for wise guys. It really wasn't that bad. Except that I missed Jimmy. He was doing his time in Atlanta. I mean, everybody else in the joint was doing real time, all mixed together, living like pigs. But we lived alone. I mean, we owned the joint. The Jerusalem Post listed Cohen as the 14th most influential Jew. 
He was Trump's consigliere, his right-hand man, just like Silvio was the Tony in The Sopranos. Within the Trump organization, he's known as Trump's Pitbull, and that's really the best way to explain what he was doing for Trump. Cohen is a mob lawyer, and after he flipped, Trump threatened to go after his father-in-law, Fima Shusserman, who has ties to organized crime. Maria Zakharova, the Russian Foreign Ministry spokeswoman, said on television that Jewish donors told her, Maroka, you understand of course, we'll donate to Clinton, but we'll donate twice as much to the Republicans. She then told the audience that if you want to know anything, you need to talk to the residents of Brighton Beach, a New York neighborhood with a large Russian Jewish community. Not once in, in that stock scan were there any Russian organized crime figures, except my dad was involved with the Russian mob. So you say nonchalantly, my dad was in the Russian mob. Yes. Okay, so what's the Russian mob? I mean, we don't... Like every generation, every immigrant group that comes here, um, they have, they're insular. They don't go, they sort of stay to themselves. Gambling, um, you know, your basic run-of-the-mill racketeering. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in the 70s, Russian Jews began leaving the Soviet Union and settled in Brooklyn's Brighton Beach. A lot of them brought their skills from the old country and Brighton Beach is now well known as a hotbed for Russian organized crime. Jewish mobster Boris Neifeld served as a bodyguard and chauffeur for the dawn of the Russian mob, Marat Balagula. Balagula maintained an office at the Al Karib Country Club, a Brooklyn catering hall and event space owned by Michael Cohen's uncle, Morton Levine. Cohen and his family are involved with organized crime. Cohen received $500,000 from Russian Jewish oligarch Viktor Vexelberg, who's on the US sanctions list because of his close relationship with Vladimir Putin. Vexelberg is also a major investor in Israeli high tech. Amazon is bidding on the Jedi project. The Pentagon's new cloud, the top military secrets will be transferred including classified details about weapon systems, military personnel, operations, and nuclear codes. Amazon has worked closely with C5, a group of cyber investment companies linked to Vexelberg. If Amazon were to win the Jedi contract, Russian and Israeli intelligence would have real-time access to the Pentagon's most sensitive secrets. Just like what Israel did with Promise Software, selling it to the Sandia Nuclear Development Laboratory in Los Alamos. Then Israel, Israel uh, wanted to buy it. Israel um, couldn't afford it at the time. Um, they stole it. 
uh, Israel took it to Israel, and they realized, why don't we put a back door and peddle it to countries that we are other enemies and so on. But Israel became a, a, a vendor, a marketer for that to friendly countries and, and, and enemy countries who bought it. Microsoft is also bidding on the Jedi contract. And shout out to Whitney Webb for her research connecting Microsoft's ties to Israel. Microsoft's cloud security is managed by Adelom, an Israeli company. Its CEO and co-founder, Asaf Rappaport, is a graduate of the Talpiot program, which is the best of Israeli military intelligence. So no matter who wins the contract, Israel will have a back door into the Pentagon's most sensitive secrets. If Microsoft wins, Russia would still have access because they've been trading intelligence with Israel for decades. The one night that I had the blonde wig on, um, he mentioned that I looked like, you know, I looked like to, you know, that I reminded him of his daughter. Um, <clears throat> and actually the, the, the maid fantasy, I didn't have a blonde wig on. <clears throat> I was trying to stay away from blonde wigs at the time. But he actually requested, told Tiffany that that's what he wanted me to wear. Like he wanted it and he's, and anytime I put it on, anytime I had it on and he'd see me, he would say, oh man, you look, and just, and it wasn't like a, oh, you remind me of my daughter. It was this sick, evil, like, hmm, you remind me of my daughter. It was just this weird pleasure, sick smile. Like I, I don't even want to know what he was thinking about. I, I could imagine what he was thinking about. Karen McDougal also said Trump told her that she reminded him of his daughter. That's another two women who had affairs with Trump cooperating Katie Johnson's story. And Trump also tried to pay McDougal after sex, just like he did with Katie Johnson. But um, Tiffany promised ensured me that it wasn't going to be if I... If it was anything I wasn't comfortable with, we could stop. Um, that she would be right there, and that um, it would it wouldn't get out of it wouldn't get out of hand, and that um, it was just it was a fantasy, like it wasn't really going to happen. Um, and so she, I told her that I would. Uh, she she basically, I mean, Tiffany was always nice to me. She wasn't that I felt I trusted her. Else I you know, and I wouldn't always trusted her or done what she asked me to, but um, she was there, and uh, he came in, and I was basically tied to a bed um, with pantyhose, uh, and it, he tied him, they were so tight, I could, it, it hurt to even, like, lay there, and I tried to, you know, try to say something, and it was like, you know, and he just, you know, shut up, you know, shut up, bitch, you know, this is, it was basically like he was—he was being really, really rough, and and I understand. I don't. I mean, it just didn't seem like a fantasy, um, and I started to get scared, and and he was, you know, basically like ripping my clothes off, and and I was actually really—I started—I got freaked out. I, um, I told him that I didn't want to do this. I was, you know, I screamed over for Tiffany, and you know, she was like, "Mr. Trump, she's only, you know, she's not." She's, this is scaring her, and he's like, oh, you shut up, too. He just turned into this animal. It was like a completely different, um, completely different person. Trump's ex-wife, Ivana, also accused him of rape 
but later clarified, not in the criminal sense. And I agree with what she's saying. Couples roleplay, Trump went overboard, and she wasn't happy about it. But you can't do that to a 13-year-old. I'm sure there's going to be some people saying it's Katie Johnson's fault. Well, when Muslim grooming gangs take advantage of 13-year-olds in the UK, are they innocent? No. So why would you give a free pass to Donald Trump and Jewish grooming gangs in America who are doing the same thing? That's four women Trump had sexual relations with, saying the same things about him, including his ex-wife. Katie Johnson's story checks out. Yes, it is suspicious that she spoke out before the election. I do believe Trump abused her when she was a child. And I also have to look at this realistically. There is a possibility that she wanted to cash in. Johnson dropped her lawsuit against Trump just before she was scheduled to give her first public statement. She would only drop the lawsuit if she was threatened and or paid off. We know Trump's pitbull, Michael Cohen, was handling these matters. I was involved in several of these um, catch and kill episodes. In part one, I wanted to compare Robert Maxwell to Trump, mainly because even though Maxwell worked for the Mossad and they paid him a lot of money, they still filmed his sexual encounters as an insurance policy in case they ever needed to blackmail him. Although she does have a very nice figure. I've said that if Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. You know? <laughs> that is nasty. That is nasty. You don't say that about your daughter. Stop it. Oh, it's so weird. Stop You know what? You are sick. Yeah. 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 Well, you're terrible. known for saying is outrageous things, Mr. Just like Trump. Me. Oh, yeah, Woody Allen? <laughs> Trump is in the same boat. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. These these nasty suggestive No, you don't take you're not you don't take pictures with your daughter like this. Oh, is Maxwell. They know his fantasies, and they will blackmail him if he doesn't do whatever they need him to do. That's why he does whatever they want and PB brags about it. Mike Pompeo and John Bolton are the public faces of Trump's Iran policy. But Sigal Mandelker is actually the one running its most important component. Trump appointed Mandelker, an Israeli citizen, as the Undersecretary of the Treasury for Terrorism and Financial Intelligence. He appointed another Mossad agent, Samantha Ravitch, as deputy chair of the President's Intelligence Advisory Board. He appointed another Mossad agent, Steven Feinberg, as chair of the President's Intelligence Advisory Board. Feinberg also owns DynCorp, which has a long history of pedophilia. Just mentioning this for any Pizzagate people watching who think that DynCorp only donated to Clinton. Just like Maroka said, we'll donate to Clinton and we'll donate twice as much to the Republicans. Trump eliminated the White House cybersecurity coordinator job and gave the job duties to John Bolton, giving a Mossad asset control of the White House's cybersecurity. 
Trump appointed Rudy Giuliani, another Mossad asset, as chairman of the president's cyber defense committee. And the central component of his strategy is cooperation with Israel. And that's exactly what's happening here. The Department of Homeland Security gave Morvisek, an Israeli company, the cybersecurity contract to guard financial institutions. But in reality, they're not guarding. They're stealing information and aiding organized crime, just like they did with Promise, Converse, and Amdocs. Trump appointed Ann Neuberger, another Mossad agent, to lead the NSA's new cybersecurity directorate. U.S. agencies are not allowed to use Russian and Chinese cybersecurity software, and rightfully so. But Israel has got caught spying and committing terrorism against the United States and Britain numerous times. Israel needs to be banned as well. But thanks to Trump, Israel now completely controls America's cyber defenses. They have the country kill-switched, and if they don't get what they want, they can shut down the critical infrastructure. This is the ultimate form of blackmail. I've just shown you that Trump put six Israeli spies in charge of intelligence and cybersecurity. Now you're going to see Steve Pachinik with his spot on full display, lie through his teeth saying that Trump is going to indict the Israeli spies in America. So from 9-11 on, Trump understood that the Israelis had been involved in an intelligence service and in compromising America. He never forgot that. And what he did blatantly was to turn around and on, on a certain day, he decided he was going to indict every one of the Mossad operatives, as well as the Israelis, on charges of pedophilia. Not on charges of spying, because that wouldn't work. But Acosta, the Secretary of Labor, was correct when he said that Epstein got off of the prosecutor's indictment in Florida because he worked in the intelligence service. Now, it's not only the Mossad that's involved, clearly the CIA was involved. And it was the old CIA and not the present CIA. Why do I say that? Because the heroes of this picture is not only Trump and the White House, but it really involves what I consider to be my deep state, which is what I've talked about for 20 years. The people at the NSA, the NRO, the NGA, the CIA, the new CIA, and other intelligence organizations, which blew this operation apart over the past 10 to 20 years. Because in their NSA sweep of our telephones, or the metadata, as they called it, they had picked up Israeli compromises all over the United States and in the world. What we have now is a real problem with Israel. And Israel had been placed on notice because our ambassador, the Jewish ambassador there, as well as Kushner, have made a very clear statement. Israel, you're on notice. If you do not make a peace treaty with the Palestinians, there will be more serious repercussions than you imagine. The beginning of the takedown of your Mossad operatives, who were all present, and we will put them in prison, is just the beginning of what we can do to the future of Israel. Trump pardoned Jewish neocon Scooter Libby, an architect of the Iraq War, who blew Valerie Plame's cover as a CIA agent after her husband, Joe Wilson, went to Niger and exposed the weapons of mass destruction lie. Scooter Libby is also seen as a pedophile 
who wrote a fantasy novel about training prepubescent girls to become prostitutes. Interestingly, he also named his book The Apprentice, same name as Trump's reality show. Former Trump advisor George Nader is being charged with child pornography and child sex trafficking. Nader was investigated by Mueller for paying Joel Zamel of Cygroup $2 million. Cygroup is an Israeli intelligence firm which offered to use PSYOPs to get Trump elected. Look, we know who runs Hollywood, and in their movies they like to reference pizza and pedophilia scenes. But Pizzagate? was a psyop to get Trump elected, saying you have to vote for Trump because Hillary is surrounded by pedophiles, but in reality, Trump is surrounded by even more pedophiles. In these last two videos, I've shown you nine cases of Trump's ties to pedophilia. Both Trump and Bill Clinton are compromised pedophiles. A lot of the disinfo agents in alternative media are saying leave Trump alone and focus on someone less relevant like Bill Clinton who hasn't been president in 18 years and is probably going to die soon. As you've just seen in the series, Trump's ties to Epstein reveal so much about how Israel has taken over America through espionage, but the shills want you to ignore this and continue arguing about left versus right, Republican versus Democrat, when both sides are controlled. And that's basically it. That is basically it. And we're in for a rude awakening. Okay. Either one you pick, you're going to be screwed. All right. <clears throat> and people have to wake up and start preparing, start prepping, because life is going to get hard. Regardless of whoever gets into office. All right. This is going on. <clears throat> this is going on Spotify later.